from the PSI ASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge 2019 National Academy here at Big Sky Resort. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Great guest. I'm so happy to finally meet Dave Horn face to face. This is one of those Facebook friends, Instagram, and I, I saw we had all these common interests and it was just like, I've got to meet this guy. <laughs> so It's been really fun getting to talk with you in person and I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us on First Chair. George, I want to go ahead and thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to, 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 to talk a little bit. You know, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm, I can't say enough about actually having this opportunity to be here. It's been great. So tell us a little about yourself. I'd like to have the audience get to know you. Um, how did you get into ski instructing? Uh, this goes all the way back to about 1977 when I was, uh, I won a ski trip to a little area in, outside of Buffalo, New York, um, Kissing Bridge. And I got, actually got interviewed in the newspaper uh, for you know going out on this trip. And since then, I've always been very passionate about skiing. And I got a job working at Smith's Aerospace. And I had a bunch of, I met a group of people, a bunch of friends, and I'd, I'd go out skiing with them. And they were like, wow, do you have any tips for us? And I was like, sure, I can tell you what I know. Um, there's been a lot of people that have been very influential in, in me becoming an instructor because they've all encouraged me to be an instructor. They've said, hey, you know, you're, you're really great at this. You should actually, you know, start teaching because they could see how passionate I was about skiing in general. So I, I, one year I went down to the, the local, the closest ski area that had the, the longest run, not the most vertical, just the longest run. And I said, you know what, this would be a great place for me to work on my own skiing. And I, I remember that day, you know, I'm standing there with these, these other 10 other you know, candidates to be hired as a ski instructor, and I'm thinking to myself, these guys are all going to ski circles around me. And the, the hiring manager says to me, he says to us, he says, okay, we're probably going to have eight of you come on for the season, and we'll probably hire one of you for, you know, to be our permanent staff member. So <laughs> probably 30 minutes into the, the ski test, the, the ski, the hiring manager skis up to me and says, you're our permanent staff member. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay. You know, I, like I said, I figured, the, you know, everyone else said, you know, growing up doing this. I mean, I kind of grew up doing it. I started a little late in life. I was about 12 years old. And, um, but it's been one of those things where I've always, I've just wanted to figure it out. I just really wanted to understand it. And it, it just got in my skin and it's like, it's in my blood. It's in my, it's, it's just like drinking water. It's part of me. And I just have since then been just trying to find how can I be better at this? And, and of course, as I've gotten older, I've started to look at those aspects of still being better as I've aged as well. So, so how do I, you know, how do I set these challenges up for myself so I can continue to grow and experience and enjoy this, this sport? And that's after talking with you just a little bit, it was easy to come up with the topic for our podcast, which is the continuous search for excellence, because you're always striving to get better. I'd love for you to kind of walk us through your progression through level one, level two, level three, and then the goals you've set for yourself now. You know, it's very interesting. I, I, I got my level one and my level two in the central division. 
And I didn't have any coaching or training. I just grabbed the Alpine technical manual and I just read it. And I, and I studied it. Also, Mike Rogan will get a kick out of this. I, first time I met Mike Rogan, I told him, I said, Mike, do you know where I learned to ski? He said, where? I said, Ski Magazine. I had a subscription to Ski Magazine in the late 90s. And I took all the, sing all the articles for three years out of those magazines. And I just went to the local hill and practiced them. Re I was relentless. I even remember there was a ski coach that asked me one day, he said, what are you, what are you really doing? And I said, I'm really working on my short turns because I want to really get better. I want to learn how to, you know, just be a better skier. And he said, you know what? This was his segue into getting me to sign up for his clinic. <laughs> so he says, you know, you should learn to race. And I was like, okay, sure. And he says, look, I run this clinic. It's 270 bucks. You know, he did his little pitch and everything. And I said, okay, sure. I'll listen to you. So the very first day we go out, he has a picnic chair and a book. And he sets a course that has about 14 bamboo poles in it. He sits down in the chair, opens the book. And I look over at him and I said, okay. And he said, he pointed at the bamboo poles. He said, I want you to turn around them. And I was like, okay. I think that first try I got through like probably three of them before I wiped all the rest of them out. <laughs> and then I looked back up at him and he said, well, the lift's down there, get on the lift, go back up, keep trying. So about three weeks went by and I was doing this twice a week. And then at the end of the third week, I finally got through all 13 or all 14 of them. And then he folds the picnic chair up, puts the book away and says, okay, now I can teach you. <laughs> Have you taken any of that into your teaching? <laughs> um, I think it's a more kinder, gentler world today. So, um, but there is something to be said about that because we, I believe that we all have, we all have that fundamental ability to, to accomplish things. And like when I look at you know the stellar skiers like Jonathan Ballou, uh, you know good skiing. When I look at just good skiing, you know Eric Lipton. I look at Robin Barnes. I look at Mike, Mike Rogan. I look at those skiers and I ask myself, how can I ski like them? The other you know. Two weeks ago, I was in an exam, and I got to ski with Nelson Wingard. And I saw him do something, and I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to learn to do that. And the one factor that makes it possible is, well, there, there are many factors. But the one that really resonates with me is that that guy's a human being, and so am I. I've got my, my arms, my legs. I've got all the same body parts. So that tells me that it's possible. If he can do it, I can do it. Just have to figure it out. So, I mean, that's, that's all the incentive I need is, is I see something and, and if I, I mean, people are human beings. We all, if they can do it, I can do it too. And I just take it from there. Now you're a very driven human being. How do you bring this into your lessons if you have a student or guest who you don't have that same sense of, I wanna, I wanna be my best? Um, I remind them that, well, PSI has this thing about it's a process. You know, it's a, you know, everybody says, you know, it's a journey and everything. And I kind of translate it more like to, to eating. I like cheesecake. So <laughs> I think to myself that every bite of the cheesecake is, is good. And the next one's going to be better. And I keep 
going that route. And I, and I try to pass that on to everyone else it's, is like, for example, when I have a, a uh, first time series group, I, once we've mastered wedge turns and actually once we've got our skis on, I tell them that you all are doomed for the rest of your lives because you're going to be skiers now and you're going to be hungry for more and it's never ending and you're always going to be wanting more. But you know what? That's not a bad thing. It's a great feeling when you achieve something, when you reach a milestone, when you find something and you set a goal and then you get there. I, well, back to my Cert 3. Obtaining my Cert 3, I, I, I set that goal. And once I got it, and it's, it, it, it was not easy. It was very, very challenging, but it was very rewarding. And it took a little bit of time for it to set in three years. And I, I had a lot of the uh, education staff asking me to continue on. And at first, I didn't, I didn't really know if that was the right thing for me. But after thinking about it, and sitting and still going to the training after I've already passed my cert three, I'm still going to the training because it just felt like it was something that I needed to do. I needed to, to share my passion. I needed to not only share the passion, but help develop new instructors as well and let people understand the experiences that I've had. And I, pres I persevered because I kept at it. A lot of people said that, you know, some of my methodologies on going at something were a little non-traditional. However, I, I think sometimes you have to figure out how to get out of your comfort zone in order to actually grow. And when you're driving a NASCAR race car, you're just going around and making left turns. And I said, you know, I, I, I got that. I mastered that. And I think I, I got I to turn the other way just to see how more effective I can be making the left turn. So, so I kind of look at those, those concepts and say, hey, you know, this is, this is going to be great. Trust me, you're going you're to discover more about yourself than skiing, than moving down the slopes. And you're going to be totally amazed at becoming more self-aware. And, and that's what skiing's done for me. I want to talk a little bit more about your reaction after you passed your Cert 3 because I love what you've said. It's like never once did you say, I made it. You immediately wanted to start working and getting even better, learning more. You know, I'm very privileged and, and honored to be a part of PSA. And it, it, is, it is a, for me, it's always been about being good, being a good skier, having something that acknowledges me as a good skier. And, and right now, PSA is, 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 it is the measuring stick. And getting my Cert 3 was, was really just the doorway, getting through that doorway to that. In the, in the past couple of years, I think my understanding about skiing has just like grown tenfold. And it's, I've been told that prior to getting my Cert 3 that once I got it, then I would really learn to ski. And I said, nah, once I get my Cert 3, I'm going to know how to ski. <laughs> but as I've gone along the way, I've, I've realized that, you know, that they're right. They're, there's, there's still so much more to that. And my skiing has, like, improved tremendously after obtaining my Level 3. So all I can say is that it, it doesn't end. I mean, once you – I look at these t the national team members and I say, to, I say well, 
how are they still learning? They're like the best of the best of the best of the best. But then after I talked to them, like I had a clinic today with Robin Barnes and Eric Lipton, and they were t showing us how to do the Korean short turn, which was really interesting. And they actually learned something from that experience from going to Interski, which was great. And they shared it with us. And that's what they're doing here at the academy as well. They're sharing a lot of that information with us and what they learned. And you would think that it's just skiing, right? Uh, well, maybe not. <laughs> well, maybe not. There's, there's, a, there's a lot to it. And it was interesting to listen to their perspective on the different ways that you can learn to, be, learn to ski and be taught how to ski. So it was, it's very valuable. That's one of the first thing I things I noticed with the national team when I started doing the, the podcasts was when I would ask them, what are you working on? No hesitation. Here's what I'm working on in my skiing. Here's where I want to get better in my teaching. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. And for a little bit, I, I thought about it. And the more and more I clinic, the more and more I, I find out, hey, you know, I, I can do this one thing better. And that one thing may lead to two things. So I get that one thing, and then I say, okay, now I'm going to add this on. Because it, it was very interesting. So since I started training to be a Rocky Mountain trainer, I, I was in a clinic, and I skied with Jen Metz. And she said, hey, I want, you to, I want you to ski the bumps, and I want you to be a little more patient with your extension into, your, into the finish of your turn. And I said, okay. And then a week later, I skied with Chris Doyle. And he says, Dave, I want, you to, I want you to stay a little more retracted in the transition. And, and I want you to be a little more patient with that extension out of the transition. And I was like, okay, so, so one thing built on the next thing. And I actually got to display the, that understanding when I saw Nelson Wingard at the RMT entrance exam. I, I came across a bump and I said, oh, this is perfect. And I, I, I hit that bump just right in my turn and I was able to actually I got a little airborne and I waited before I was I was past the bump I turned my skis pointed the tips down and extended right down and it was like a marshmallow turn right in the bumps it was amazing and I was like oh I gotta do that some more <laughs> I really want to own that so once we get tasked with something or once someone you know our mentors offer some, you know, constructive criticism for us to grow, then you say, oh, I got to master that. I can do it, but then I, now I want to master it. I want to really, I want to make it part of my skill set. So a couple of key points you'd like uh, our membership to walk away from our chat here, and also your thoughts on National Academy. Um, I love being a part of PSA. And I remember when I first started instructing at the resort I was at, they didn't require us to be certified. But I needed something to, to validate that I was a good skier. Not only, was, was, that I, not only was I a good skier, but something that validated that I was a good instructor too. Uh, funny thing is, is I had a lot of trouble on my Cert 3 with my teaching. And that was the one thing that I thought I was really good at, is teaching. However... I learned so much in that process of, of getting my Cert 3 about teaching that I, I thought I knew, but I, I didn't know. And it was really, really amazing once I actually crossed that, 
that boundary. So as far as I can say, as, as far as you know, being a part of PSIA, do it. I mean, you can learn so much. If you are passionate about skiing and you, and you are passionate about being an instructor and you really want to grow and you really want to be a, a, an effective teacher, a good, effective teacher, you can actually gain a ton, a ton of information from PSIA. And this was my first National Academy, and I've never been the big sky. So I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to go because I need to see what that next step of learning is. Granted, I probably could have learned some of it at the, you know, at the resort that I'm at now, Vail Mountain. However, though, I'm learning a ton out here. So, I mean, if you get a chance to go to National Academy, you get to interact and meet with different people, and you get to learn a lot from them. I mean, I'm learning from people in the group as well, which is amazing. I mean, we've been skiing some terrain, and I've been watching different approaches to actually ski in the terrain. You know, effectively, efficiently, and the combination of the two. So I'd say absolutely, you can definitely take something away from the National Academy. And, as, and I can't say enough about PSIA as far as being that standard. And, and I remember coming to Vail as, in, as the, the new guy and I had to reassure those, those 30 year certs and 40 year certs that the standard hasn't changed. And I'm, I'm here to let you know that I'm not trying to change anything. I'm just letting you know that it's still as hard or maybe even harder. And it's still as demanding and, it, and there's some value to that. So bring it. <laughs> I just have to throw in, I know someone learned something from you too because I saw you know, you paired up on the steeps and the, your, uh, your partner was just raving about skiing with you, so. <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure she was my partner. Um, she was my life preserver. Okay. <laughs> Dave Horn, it's been great chatting with you. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. Thank you.